I'm good to go. Let's do it. Welcome to the Sofa Kingdom podcast with your hosts, Nelson and Ed, and our special guest today, Turco. That's right. Turco, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? What's up? What's up? I'm from South Florida. I grew up in Pompano Beach. I'm a rapper. I make music. I sing. And uh, hopefully I'll be at the top one day. Nice, man. I'd like to hear that. I'd like to hear that. Ian, what about you? You're eating already? Or eating already. You know how to God do. damn it, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even 30 seconds into the podcast. Listen, listen I left the gym to come here. Oh, all right. No, I gave up we love you for it. We exactly. love you for it. Yeah. What were you doing at the gym? Pumping iron? Shoulder day. <laughs> shoulder day, yeah. You don't think you got enough shoulders on you? Like I don't think so. Not yet, no. <laughs> I do shrugs, you know. Yeah, it's a part of the cycle. Yeah, I get shrugged at a lot, but I don't do shrugs. Yeah, yeah. You can always tell you're doing them right because you can't. You have to make a like a horrible face when you're doing. It. If, you're, if you're doing them right, you gotta be like. Yeah. <laughs> I always tell people that like, if you don't look fucking stupid. You're not doing it right. So, so Eddie's normal face. <laughs> no comment. <I> <laughs> Same genetics, buddy. Yeah, literally same DNA. Like, you know, I guess you're right. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, I'm gonna talk about it, and I know you guys are gonna be mad because we've talked about it in the past. Doctor Strange came to Disney Plus. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. So I watched it a second time, and I liked it. I, I enjoyed I, it the first I, time. I, I didn't hate it the first time, but I liked it a little more. <clears throat> The second time. Ian's still clearly upset. Listen, listen. I I didn't think it was a pile of shit. I wouldn't say that. I didn't think it was a pile of shit the first time I saw it. It just wasn't as good as the first Doctor. All right, all right, so what's your opinion? All right, well, I gotta, there's a lot I got to say about that. There you go, there you go. There, thank you, thank you, because I've so far been the most critical person on it. I'm glad someone else. Uh, I love Marvel, hands down. Marvel right. is one of my favorite anything. It's just... It's it's one of the best creations ever made on okay. planet Earth. All right, but when they took this spinoff with Scarlet Witch and this whole demonic plot that she had, uh-huh. it threw me off. I was like, "Well, this is not what I'm used to with Marvel," you know. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I get it. There's a lot of there's a lot of old fans. You know, I'm a little bit younger. There's a lot of old fans that read all the all the comics and this and that, so they know more about it. But when it took that spinoff and it became a little demonic, I'm one of those people where I'm like, "All right." Now I lost that vibe. I don't want to. I don't want to watch this anymore. It's, it just felt weird to me. Okay. All right. So was it that the Scarlet Witch went evil and she was fighting Doctor Strange? You didn't want to see that dynamic, or was it just the whole like the evil zombie plot of the whole movie? It wasn't zombies. It was straight up demonic. Like it yeah. was. It was satanic. <laughs> Hands down, to the point, it was that there was like a, a demon book. You know, yeah. like yeah. she's yes. she's like summoning. You know whatever like imps or not imps but like they were a lot larger imp than like, <laughs> you know, like imp like creatures that were there yeah 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 I and that's you. that's sam raimi putting his shit in sam yeah. raimi who did evil dead right i mean literally the book of the dead was in that the necronomicon <laughs> yeah. and yeah. it's like dude you did that movie like, right. like I guess, you know bruce campbell was even in it. i'm yeah, like what are you doing this, like, this is true and he's the king of those kinds of movies, like uh-huh. the horror he genre. Fused, Sam Raimi's like, okay, I'm going to still make my stuff I did years ago relevant. I'm going to kind of push it into Marvel. <laughs> and I, I picked up one. I was like, oh, man, this is he's trying to make a horror movie. Mm-hmm. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, fuck. Like, I liked it because it was different from the other stuff. And being one of those old heads that read into the comics, I already knew that Doctor Strange really did tie into some of the more demonic parts of the Marvel Universe. You know, he was kind of like their John Constantine, like John Constantine and DC. 
goes after the demons and he's trying to save his soul and things. And Doctor Strange kind of reprises that role in Marvel. So they did pick Sam Raimi, right? Yeah, yeah. Sam Raimi did to direct it. bring that more to light. But it did take it out of the realm of the normal Marvel universe that we're yeah. used to it seeing was just different. and loving. It was even different when you compare it to the first Doctor Strange. It was yeah. just, it was just, I, I was, ex- yeah, I was excited mm-hmm. for the movie, but then after I saw it, I was like, oh man. Yeah. And I, I even saw the direction they were going and as it was going, I was yeah. like, oh no, oh no. We still got <laughs> But they've been left. trying to expand oh, no. on the way they've been, do- even when you look at what they did with the Eternals, it was deliberately, deliberately done differently than the other Marvel movies. So they're trying to expand on what they're doing with the movies to be a little more broad. And apparently they're trying to bring in a larger audience that they don't have. They're trying to be more than just a comic book movie, just another comic book movie. So Mm -hmm. that's why you see Thor. They went very heavily into the comedic and it was Mm -hmm. successful. They're like, so let's see what else we could do. Can we take a character and go down a slightly more different avenue? And apparently they actually toned back some of uh, what they did with Dr. Strange too. It was more of a horror movie in the original cut. Right. Um, Oh, so you're saying that what they presented on the theatrical version was was the scaled back version of what they originally shot. There's like an R rated version just chilling somewhere with like, they they are still trying to bring in kids. So they, they did have to bring some things and, and and take it out. And that's where I would definitely agree is too, is like, this is ultimately like a family kind of a flick. Like it's a, a for everyone kind of a vibe. So when you do present that horror aspect, you are going to alienate some of the younger audiences. Hands down. I mean, realistically, the first couple of movies with Doctor Strange involved in it was rather funny and interesting, you know, and Mm -hmm. more like uh, it was a family tone, like you said. But then when you're putting out a movie like that, and now you have an entire group of people who are not used to anything of that sorts of what it ended up being. Right. You know, it just it might have thrown it would have it might have thrown a lot of people off. Oh yeah, it, yeah. It, it was kind of like when the Suicide Squad two came out. I remember, and I'm not gonna say who they were, but they took their kids to see the Suicide Squad two. <laughs> and I remember her coming back to the gym saying, "Why did they have to show John Cena's dick?" <laughs> She's like, "I brought my daughters to see this movie." I'm like, "It is rated R, right?" So you gotta you gotta check those things. But it's like also like. Why not? <laughs> I, I know you're Pause. here for John Cena's dick, but some people may not well, want to finally. see his dick. Finally. <laughs> Wait and hold God down. Get Margot Robbie off the screen. Get I mean, what, what, that, Bring John Cena back. That one's a little bit tougher to make a mistake on. It's called Suicide Squad. And it's rated R. And it's it's rated fucking R. rated R. Like, At a certain point, you're yeah. like, come on. If you, put, if you put the kids in the van and you take them off to see an R-rated movie. Yeah. Uh, but at no point in time do I ever uh, go into a movie wanting to see John Cena's dick. Never. Or any dick, as a matter of fact. I second that. I'm still on the fence. I don't know. To, to each their own. To each, to each their, their own, own. I, yeah, guess. Yeah, I yeah. guess. I guess. Fuck out of here. Lord have mercy. Yeah, I guess Doctor Strange was a family film right up until Black Bolt's head exploded. And then yeah. it was like, okay, now, All now, now we're not a family film anymore. I don't know. Uh, so, Ed, t- tell us about this wonderful Die Hard trailer that we were watching with Mel Gibson. <laughs> oh, man. It looked like the most generic action thriller movie. Hot Seat. Hot Seat. <laughs> uh, the name is even terrible. Mm-hmm. 
The only interesting thing about it is that Mel Gibson is in the movie. Other than that, it looks like just like they, I mean, the trailer gives that. it all the way. They capture a hacker. They put a bomb under his chair. Go do the hacking for me, and then blames him for the previous bombing person that he killed. Whereas, like this, this, this isn't even original. Right. We've seen all of this shit before. In fact, I'm well, pretty sure Mel Gibson has been in all of the movies where this shit has <laughs> happened already. So well, with Tom Cruise, you know, getting a hit with Top Gun, now we're going to see all these other action heroes coming out of the retirement. Like, well, I can still oh, do man. it. <laughs> Top, Top Gun made a lot of money, you know. Well, can... so what's next? Another Steven Seagal movie? <laughs> he never stopped. Yeah. That's the thing. That motherfucker no, never stopped making, making movies. shitty movies. He never stopped. Mo- he's making movies for Putin. Yeah. Back in Russia. <laughs> exactly. We don't need to see that he's shit. He's got his own production company directly funded by terrorists. He's just still putting out, still putting out shitty movies. Yeah. And by the way, Steven Seagal, Ian still would love to fight you. I still have the challenge set. He hasn't, he hasn't responded. Weird. I'll referee. I'll make sure it's fair. I have no part in this. <laughs> Every week I send him a different John Cena dick pic. He has like, oh my god. How many do you have? A I'm library. over here wondering yeah, why yeah, are you yeah, eating so a, much salami? A, a, a library. <laughs> 100% salami. Guy. Oh, shit. Balls in your court, Steven. Balls in your court. Another dick reference. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, we're going in hard in the paint. Yeah, going in hard in the paint. All right, back to Thor, right? Final trailer. When did we start? (laughs) (laughs) We we talked about him being funny in the Marvel movies. Yes, yes. Okay. So, so we seen the trailer. Um, I'm really looking forward to Love and Thunder. It looks really fun. It looks like it's going to be star studded. It's got the Guardians of the Galaxies. It's got Valkyrie. It's got She Thor, regular Thor, yep. Goat Thor, Frog Thor. The whole fucking squad is there. It looks like it's going to be a lot of fun, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. You know, I, I mean, I was mad that the trailer showed the John Claude Van Damme split. I would have yeah. loved to have seen that in the movie theaters, but uh, you know, I'll go with it. You know, they got to bring people in, man. They do. Yep. They yep. do. Yeah, it looks like they're trying to. At least the trailer is portraying it as like a whole squad movie. Mm-hmm. So whether that'll actually be what it is towards the end versus like maybe just a chunk in the middle. Right. But they're there. I mean, they literally says he's putting together a team right. in the beginning of the, the, the latest trailer. So I don't know much about God, the butcher. What's his name? Gore, Gore, the, God Gore, Gore the God butcher. So apparently maybe he's just that strong that yes. they need yes. an entire team to fight yes. him. Absolutely. Which is going to be played by Christian Bale in all white. He looks fucking menacing. Yeah. And the uh, the early reviews of the movie, they're saying a lot of good things about Christian Bale's role. In fact, one critic was even saying it's the best villain ever depicted in the Marvel Universe. So Wow, better than but, Thanos? That's crazy. That's I mean, a lot to Chris, be said. If anyone can deliver it, <laughs> Christian Bale can deliver it. I mean, yeah. the guy can act. I mean, so I don't know. That's the truth. He's still my favorite Batman. You know, even better than Adam yeah. West, the original cornball Batman. <laughs> but like Christian Bale really sold Batman for me. And then, you know, Michael Keaton too. He's up yeah. there. We just forget about what's his name? Oh, Ben Affleck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shittiest Batman dude ever. Really? Grace you, the you, suit. You you'd put uh you put Ben below uh George Clooney? I mean the nipples on the suit <laughs> was a tragedy. But George Clooney was still a better actor. Than Ben Affleck. That's fair. Ben Affleck just seemed flat. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if maybe if Jennifer Lopez was on the other side of the directing yeah. chair, maybe he would have showed a little life. But <laughs> at the time, he didn't have nothing. Well, actually, for Val me. Kilmer played Batman for a little. He was he a did. good Batman. Yeah. He did play he Batman. He was a good Batman. I think it was Keaton, 
part part of the problem with Ben Affleck's Ben Affleck's Batman is he's never really had a full movie. He's always just a chunk he's of been somebody else's movie. Yeah, it's always like one of a dozen characters, and you're trying to tell a story without. I mean, everyone knows Batman, but no one's had the chance to watch him portray Batman in total for a whole movie where they going into because DC is trying to rush to catch up with Marvel and they're not building any of their characters before they're throwing them all together. Okay. I'm trying to, and trying to start a universe, which is already, you know, fucking falling apart. You got multiple <laughs> jokers, multiple Batman, yeah. Ezra, Ezra Miller. Miller's on <laughs> the Ezra fucking Miller. run. <laughs> Do you know about Ezra Miller? The kid that played the flash, what's going on with him at all? No, I don't. I don't really dive into. It's not, okay, it's all not right. Good. So it's Eddie, not good. Eddie, bring him up to speed. Just a quick clip. So uh, probably like two weeks ago now. At this yeah. point, Ezra Miller disappeared. They were trying to serve him with papers, um, and they couldn't find him. And then he's just texting shit on like Twitter memes, like you can't find no, me. No, this is in real life. This oh, is no, in real life. Real this is real life shit. So he dis. So he, yeah. he, he disappeared di- with a girl that apparently he's been talking to since she was twelve. Yes, which is horrendous. Like yeah. sending yeah. messages and then disappeared. Yeah, not like not good with her. So I believe they finally caught him and they're bringing him in and they're trying to figure this whole shit out. But so you can't really release the Flash movie if you're a pedophile. Yes. Well, can't really put at that this out there. point, they're still talking about re- releasing the Flash. They haven't given the final decision, but as it is, it'll the movie looks like it will be released. Mm-hmm. But after that, he will no longer be playing Flash. I'm just it's, not interested in seeing the movie at all. Yeah, at we're going to skip that one. I'm just <laughs> not interested in DC at all. Yeah, oh, they, they really haven't done anything as far as movies major. But I will say some of their TV shows have been pretty decent. Yeah, well, uh, this, their universe is kind of like what happens when you try to rush shit. Yeah. Like Marvel build up their film like, for years. Yeah, like yeah. they started with Iron Man, then they threw, yeah. like, and then they they did what they had to do for like eight years before the Avengers. And, and was DC, even a like thing. I said, again, it's all over the place. None of the cartoons match up with any of the TV shows matching up with any of the movies, and even the movies don't match up with the other fucking movies. And right. the actors can't get their shit together. No, yeah. all, all of their, half of their actors have got something going on in the background. Yeah, between oh, yeah. Ben Affleck going to rehab after the Batman Superman thing, mm-hmm. and then Amber Heard being Amber Heard, yep. and then now Flat. Ezra Miller. I yeah, Ezra returning. Miller being, yeah. Being, on, being on the run. There's a lot of weight on the Rock's shoulders right now. Yes. Job is Black Adam, and I think if he that could, shits the bed. God help us all. I think I think that whole portion of DC, like with the Rock and Shazam in them, I think they can probably etch their own little corner out and do a little something cool over there. Yeah, but they're gonna have to like it's gonna have to be a huge release and do really well in the box. And, and even the Black Adam movie, it looks like they're introducing a half a dozen characters as well. Right. So once again, instead of introducing a character or two. They're giving you an entire squad of people, which DC thus far has been terrible at doing. Marvel has done it well, where they introduce a bunch of characters in one movie, and you're like, okay, I'm on board. They did it fantastic with Guardians. Right. You watch Guardians, and you know, a couple minutes in, you're like, all right, I got the characters. I know yeah. who they are. I know where we're going. DC has failed to do that even with characters in multiple movies. Yeah, are they going to just explain Black Adam, Doctor Fate, and Hawkman, like, there's simultaneous. There's, there's 45 minutes of the movie right there. Like, yeah. Okay. So that's, I don't know, man. That's probably how they're going to do it. <laughs> there's one thing I'll give DC, and that's that's their Batman fans. Batman fans are some of the most hardcore fans Absolutely. in this the world. Absolutely. This is true. Yes. They are diehards. It, it blows my mind because he's probably one of the sorriest <laughs> any type of heroes you could possibly create. I mean, this is just my opinion. I know, I know there's a lot. There's going to be agree. a lot of backlash about it, but 
realistically, uh, what is he? You know, he's 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 rich. He's, he's that's his superpower. He's, he's a rich. Rich smart guy. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's a billionaire with a black belt. That's yes, much it. yes, I mean, he really, yeah. really. It's and we've talked about this. Like the audacity that they can think that Superman would lose <laughs> in a fight to Batman blows my fucking mind because well, it's like, it's he's like, in a suit. It's he's like, in a fancy suit. It's like he's saying that's a special type of people. That's a Batman. <laughs> fan, right? they, they, have, they have to like. They have to like. Like, well, if he had a year worth of planning, and Superman had like kidney cancer. I mean, like they, they have to come up with this crazy fucking yeah, scenario no, where they, he would win. Like. Their only defense to him being better is that, you know, he's always one step ahead, apparently. Yeah. Right. Okay, we get it. He's smart, you know? Yeah, so if you give him a year in a, in a, then, in a portfolio, he gets, like, <laughs> what the fuck? I mean, but then, you know, technically their strongest hero, which is Superman, mm-hmm. is easily defeated by a little bit of kryptonite. I mean... Yeah, right. That's true. That's, I, true. I just, <laughs> that's why I don't like DC. Yeah. I, well, yeah, DC from. is notorious for making... Like these OP characters, and yeah. then like a really crazy caveat to how you can stop them or how you can uh, really yeah. like put them in the dirt, like kryptonite. And then it, at first, it was like this really hard thing to find. And then all of a sudden, everybody's buying kryptonite at Walmart. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean, like, Lex Luthor has like the world supply of kryptonite. Yeah. Like, in his, in his <laughs> they start making this shit. I'm like, what the fuck? It's. You know, but that I just I just like it. when they said that Superman had like a magic weakness, and then there was all this like fan theory of how Harry Potter could beat Superman. <laughs> like, like, get the fuck out of here! Get oh out of here. my god, he could barely beat Voldemort without this team of fucking nerds next to him. Like, so he's gonna beat Superman? It's just you know, hey, man, yeah. I'm no, I no, I, no, I'm not with it. I'm not with it. Goku is the only one ah. that I could say <laughs> could stand a chance against Superman. Outside of that, I don't. Maybe Omni Man. I don't know if you ever seen Invincible. Omni Man's a bad motherfucker. He is a bad, but he's a murderer. <laughs> so that's the one heads up he may have. Up he's on basically Superman. Superman if Superman was like the Punisher's morals. Yeah. Yes. Or, yeah. Like, okay, so you used Goku as an example. That's perfect. It's like, what if Superman was more like a Saiyan? Right. Like, what if he didn't come here as a kid to help us? He came here like to fucking farm us. Like he's waiting to conquer. If, if he actually did like, what Goku was supposed, supposed to, do to do when he was sent to Earth, yeah. he was yeah. supposed to take yeah. over. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that part of Goku I didn't know because no, really? I, I always jumped into yeah. the lighter part of Goku. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Goku's ah. Goku's job when he was sent here in a capsule by the Saiyan planet was to kill us all, uh, and yeah, then, so, then, so that the Saiyans could sell the. Then planet when Prince and make Vegeta money. comes in, he's like, "Why are we not ruling?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't they touch up on this on the Broly movie that came out? Yeah. Because oh, okay. Broly actually, out of all the Saiyans born, Broly was the strongest ever of being naturally born. And he actually was driven insane, or at least to a primal hatred of Goku because of Goku's crying as a child. Their, their chambers were right next to each other. Fuck. And because so Goku like cried so loud, Broly fucking hates him. Like, hates him. Like, like literally hates Goku. Like, as soon as he sees Goku for the first time in the first Broly movie, like, he just, yeah, he's, he, yeah, he can't control himself. He goes psychotic. He's like, that motherfucker. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. The one that was deemed to be the weakest of all of us ascended to the top. And it's him. It's yeah. that motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. Vegeta's always been my favorite. I love the whole Kakarot. Yeah. He's always fucking angry. The He's, definition of short man one. syndrome. Yeah, yeah. Little guy syndrome. No, Pissed Napoleon, off Napoleon all the time. Syndrome. Pissed off all the fucking time. He, yeah. Yeah, he's the man. Fuck that. He's Vegeta. always about it. Just hands down. He's always about it. Oh, it yeah. It doesn't matter what it is. 
He wants in and he wants to yep. fight. And he's yeah. like, fuck it. He's <laughs> killing his friends. Like, I, I love him. <laughs> don't give a shit. He's what never given a shit. What about the fan theory that didn't like Goku steal Vegeta's wife? No. What's, uh, what's the story with that? There was a character, Bulma, who right. was like the first person that Goku ever met. If you go back to Dragon Ball. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like it was Bulma and Goku traveling around a car mm-hmm. trying to find the Dragon Balls. That's back in like the 80s. That's yeah. the first Dragon Ball. All right. Well, eventually, Bulma. They met up with another character, a human character, Yamcha. They were dating for a long time. As soon as Vegeta shows up on Earth, he just steals Yamcha's girl. Like, yeah. like, like all of a sudden, it's like Bulma and him are on a break. Next thing you know, Bulma just shows up pregnant. Like, yeah. not even like, like no. Like, just shows up pregnant. And like, Vegeta's just another just, reason Vegeta, to like Vegeta. Yeah, Vegeta's like, what? Like, what? Like, what? Like, what? Like, I just did what I got Who's going to stop me? Yeah, exactly. You, I Yamcha? Am superior. Exactly. You, Yamcha, you're going to stop me? No, I don't think so, buddy. That's not how it works. That's fantastic. So, yes, Vegeta is Mr. Steal Your Girl. He's, yeah. That's what I'm saying. No, another reason to like that He pops up and takes you, bitch. Yeah. And then he shows up with a pink shirt on. Pink it says, shirt. It says yes. bad man on it. Literally just bad man on it. I was like, no, I need that fucking shirt. I need that shirt. That's fucking great. That's, now, that's Vegeta. Didn't we uh, hear some news about Hunter x Hunter coming back uh, as well? They're, re- they're uh, doing another season. They're continuing Man. it. Yeah. Look, that was a show that I won't lie. Like, the first couple episodes, I'm like, I don't know if I like this show. But then, like, one episode hit, and then I was like, I'm fucking hooked. Uh-huh. I love the whole goddamn yep. show. I think well, it was the- when they started fighting each other for, like, positions. And I was yeah. like, they're trying to poison each other and shit. I'm like, yo, they- yeah. all right, I'm with it now. Well, the creator of that show created a show long time ago called Yu Yu Hakusho. And that show was fantastic. It's still underrated, in my opinion. I've never seen it. It literally, character wears green, too. I know. Yeah. I know. Just, just like just like Hunter x Hunter, main character, black hair, kid, fucking wears green. The problem it is, like, you, you, I think, because it came out at the same time as Bleach. Yeah. Bleach overshadowed it. Well, Bleach came out later, but yeah. it's very similar. Spirit, Afterworld, yeah. it's a very they were similar around thing. The, at least when it came Bleach to America, got bigger. Bleach they were got around bigger. the same time. Yeah, Bleach got bigger. Yeah. Um, Yu Yu Hakusho, though, uh, I, in my opinion, like, every single shonen anime has, like, a tournament. They always have like a tournament yep. somewhere, somewhere along the line. In my opinion, the dark tournament in Yu Yu Hakusho is one of the best in all anime. Damn, I'm gonna have so, to watch this shit. Yes, it, you can still get it. Yeah, it's yeah. it's fantastic. It's okay. an older anime, right. but it's 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 definitely worth it. It was one of those shows that was always on at like two o'clock in the morning when yep. I woke up. And then it's there, and I'm just like, hmm, let me watch this. I'm gonna one have day. to watch this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For me, that show was Inuyasha. It was like it was always on late. Like, and I didn't yeah. give a shit about a love story between a Japanese high school girl and a half demon. But you know what? I could fucking sing the theme song. Because that yes. shit was always on. I did the same as you. I'd come home late at fucking night. I'm hungover. I'd fucking get it. What's on? Oh, fucking you. Don't swim. You Yasha. You Yasha. And I, it was, I just put it on. I'm like, oh, okay. And after a while, I'm like, what's going on with Kagome? Like, I was like, yeah. Like, but those were the good days, man. They yeah. actually had good, good, good stuff shit. on TV. Yeah, for yeah. me, I think, I don't know. I was watching different. Same channel, different time, but it was One Piece that was always on. Yeah. yeah. That motherfucker well, with the one, straw hat. Luffy. <laughs> Luffy. Monkey, monkey, monkey D. Luffy. Yep. One, one of the longest running manga. And you're, yeah, and we're never, I'm never going to start it because it's a thousand plus episodes yeah. and I don't have that type of time. It's, I'm sorry. I, I had You'll started it, but. That's a degree. It's, it's, it's a long way to get through. <laughs> That's an associate's degree. But it's got to be a great show if it's been on for so long. It has yeah, the, guy, the guys yeah. never stopped writing. They've never stopped adapting to anime. It's, it's kind of like the Simpsons, huh? Yeah, because that that's except an American when you, except cartoon. When, when you're looking at when you're looking at manga, it's primarily done by a single person. So this show 
and the the manga has been done by the original author this entire time. Mm. Whereas the Simpsons, they might hire a whole staff of writers, people coming and going back and forth. So they're bringing in different people to keep going. This is all the same guy okay. for the whole like what twenty plus years that this thing has been yeah, running. It's, I mean, yeah, it's, it's yeah. insane, okay. pretty crazy. So let me ask you guys because you guys seem to know a little bit more about anime than I do. Who's the most OP character in any of these shows that you think like is? I mean, for me, the only one that I think of comes to mind is One Punch Man. There, there are One, pun, one Punch Man's pretty One good. Punch Man seems to be like one of the That's most OP guys. That, just because he he beat, literally by, he beats everyone that shows up in yeah. one fucking punch. They, it's, they, it's in the, the title. The show. Is still, <laughs> yeah. one, one Punch Man. <laughs> yeah, and, it, and his attacks are so ignorant. It's like yeah. it's like regular punch. Like, like, yeah. like, and then like his one of his, one of his moves he used to, to finish the guy in the first season. It was like an alien god, and like he he beat him with some move called slightly harder than normal punch. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, like, like his creativity. character is so basic too at exactly. the same time. Yeah. But it's, he's just, he's one of the most OP characters that are out there. However, I mean like, there's there's just so many characters from so many shows that I feel like are OP that people forget about. Right. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, jumping back to Hunter x Hunter, you know, that's one of my favorite shows. I think there's a lot yeah. of characters there that are OP than a lot of people are mentioning or in their top fives, right? You know? Yeah. Just uh, Hisoka. Hisoka is one of my favorite. You know, his his bungee gum move is one. I of knew the that's who we were gonna ask. <laughs> the clown motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. One of the best. Hisoka <laughs> was creepy ever since he okay. showed up. Like, he's like, he's oh. perverted, hands down. He's perverted. Oh, yeah. The way he looks and feels about Gone just irks me. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but he he's is an OP, OP character. character, and you enjoy watching him. <laughs> yeah. You know, he just he's very intelligent he's, too. Yeah, he's unapologetically evil in every category. <laughs> that's what it is. And but like, he's also got a hint of heart to him too. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. He does. He but, does. When like because if he's in Infatuated a little bit with a character, he's like, "I'll save him for later." You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know, you nobody, know all about. Yeah. yeah, you know how he's feeling. Yeah, you know? but let's touch into this uh, new new addition they're having to Hunter X Hunter. What do you guys think is going to be the main plot here? I know they're mm. focusing on Kurapika, but really, um, they're they're excluding both Kilua and Gon from this new. Uh, Interesting really? chapter that they're so doing. So it's an arc just completely on the other, the other kid, the assassin kid. Yeah, on Kurapika. But mm. his his main goal was to get get the, the eyeballs of his people, you know. Um, right. So well, he did kind of dip out somewhere, right, in the show, and then he never really came back. So he accomplished what he was trying to accomplish. Mm. And then he also, he also um, did that thing with, uh, well, what was his name, with uh, the Phantom Troop, the... Uh, shit. Oh shit! So I have to rewatch Hunter X Hunter now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does he have his own arc in the manga? Because the mangas sometimes they'll have spinoffs where the side characters do get their own arc in their own separate series that ties into the main series. So I don't know because I'm not. You know, Shay, way- you know Shay's gonna give a yeah. shit because Shay has seen all of Hunter X Hunter. But as far so as the manga yeah. goes, there is nothing else that was ever written, written, created as far as Hunter x Hunter goes, and this new arc that they have that's focusing on Kurapika huh. is in the process of So they're just made. giving him his own arc? I did like his character, though. I really liked his arc in the show, and then they went on Gone, and you know they went that direction, but I think it could be good, because when he was in there and he was going after the the troop, the, uh, the assassins or whatever. Yeah, the Phantom Troop. The Phantom Troop. I thought it was a dope part of the show, like especially his first fight when he fucked that dude up, like the guy that was uh, 
super strong. I forget his name. Yeah, but, he, but the he first took care guy, of him easily. Everybody yeah. was scared. But yeah, he, he was fucking everybody up, and he was just like, oh, I got this. <laughs> <laughs> what I what I love about it is they always make. All right, they they introduce a new character that's like super super strong, and they make him seem like oh he's the bee's knees, you mm-hmm. know. And then one person comes in and just completely mollywops their ass. Yeah. And then you find out there's 10 more characters that can easily have mollywopped his ass. Yeah. And then it branches off into 10 more characters yes. per character that can mollywop their ass. And it's just, it's, it's, but that's, that's nice. That was, that was literally the archetype like behind Dragon Ball Z. Yes. Like, okay, well, there's a real bad guy. Let's train really hard and fight him. They eventually beat the bad guy. And it's like, okay, we're all... T-. And then all of a sudden, a couple years later, someone else comes up and starts fucking him up again. Yeah, it's yeah, like, wait a minute. There's, there's how many point. levels are there? Wasn't well, it wasn't the prince that was like the badass on that one planet that was fighting everybody, and uh, it was like in Dragon Ball Z, like when they went to the one tournament, and there was the young prince. Am I fucking completely? You might because I know Vegeta's a prince. Because yeah, Vegeta's a prince, but I'm not sure who you're thinking of. Damn, man. So you guys there's so many tournaments me... in Dragon Ball Z. There's yeah, yeah, this is true. This is true. Tournament. There's so many. It it always recent or in the past. Dragon Ball. I'm, look, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at that's it. a deep dive hold on a second yeah, there's yeah, a lot yeah, of info yeah, yeah. there this was the first an, an older episodes yeah no, they well, they go right to Vegeta everybody's like there is no fucking prince I know I know I'm excited Vegeta. I know I'm excited because uh, I was always a fan of Berserk the manga and the anime and Kentaro Miura after he died it was like oh shit what are we gonna do is Berserk finally over after all these years they just announced like literally a couple weeks ago that Berserk is going to continue uh, one of his friends, who was real close with him, another manga writer, mm-hmm. I guess Kentaro Miura and him were talking, and I guess Kentaro or Miura expressed to him how he wants Berserk to end. He bounced okay. some ideas off him mm-hmm. and said, this is how I want Berserk's tale, or this is how I want Guts's journey to end. And so they're going to finish it. Nice. This dude's going to take over the the helm, and he's going to finish the final uh, volumes of Berserk. Okay. So we're going to finally get yeah, it's, an end it's to the a small, That's a lot of pressure. It is. <laughs> the manga, the manga yes. community is pretty small. They all pretty much know each other. It's almost like the uh, American comic books out here where like there's not really a tremendous amount of them for the amount of work that they do produce. So they sure. all essentially know each other. Yeah, but there is there is a deep-rooted like sexual repression in a lot of those mangas that I see like as a general <laughs> theme cuz I know Fan it service. is I know it is cultural though right yes the japanese really do have this thing about respect and their sexuality and their spirituality so it is a part of their culture but like sometimes like oh sorry i didn't mean to touch your you touch my meat man <laughs> <laughs> and you still ate it yeah oh man <laughs> what did i walk in? <laughs> What a, I'm all the way out here too, man. This is, this is out of my comfort zone. He's all the way in the sticks now, boys. I'm in the boons for real, man. Drove out here. These roads don't even... They're not even roads. But no, they're, man, they're, dirt, they're dirt roads. Literally. There's no lights when you leave. It's not even dirt. It's like pure white, man. It just looks like a bunch of cocaine on the floor. Wait till you see the chickens when you're driving out. Oh, man. You got roosters out here that way. No, up? but he's got peacocks. Oh, you got peacocks? That's crazy. I have a video of when we were at his place at one point in time where um, one of the girls comes running out with an arrow to chase a peacock that was attacking her car. Destroying her car with, with an its arrow? beak. Yeah. It was the closest that was, weapon. That we was our closest find. weapon. <laughs> but really? I didn't know this. No bow. I didn't Just know this about peacocks. Do you own these peacocks? No. No? 
No, they just they, they just walk onto the land. Yeah. They're like, we're here now. Yeah. <laughs> can you let me know when they're there so I can come and shoot a music video? I love Peacock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah. If you want Peacock for your music video, yeah, dude. We, we got Peacock. We can make that happen. <laughs> I can get but no, they are loud. And oh, they shit. are obnoxious. They are, like, yes. I had no idea. I thought they were these pretty animals. And the first time uh-huh. he warned me, he's like, they will attack you. They make a lot of noise and they jump into the trees. Yeah, but they remind you of the most cockiest man that you could possibly. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, he's right here. <laughs> oh jeez! As he's eating his salami, I do it so Come he on, can't man. defend himself. Oh man, what are you doing? No, I, I love this guy. No, no, no. With peacocks, you know how they spread their feathers and they do that whole thing. That's like their mating signal. Sure, I call right. it the peacock effect for. Male humans, you know. Yeah, yeah. They uh, the guy in the orange suit. Exactly. Yeah. Let's say let's say we're in a vicinity where there's like three guys and three girls, whatever, you know. And yeah. like, there's this one guy that's super cocky that comes and tries to like flex on everybody, you know. I call that the peacock effect. Yeah. Because I, I see them as them spreading their their feathers and trying to show off, like, ah, you yeah. know, I'm here. You just. Crunch Fitness in Wellington. You should see those guys. Oh, oh yeah. god, oh, sure. Shit. They're all in front of the shit. mirror, right? Oh, yeah. Do they fight for mirror space? In there's Crunch one. Fitness? There's one mirror. <laughs> there's one mirror in the locker room that, like, I don't even go near it because, like, if you go in, it's just a squad of teenage dudes, like, in a line with. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm man, like, come if, on. If, I swear to God, if you go on the Crunch Fitness, like, are they all Instagram, doing the uh, Instagram page? The it's the same. Are they all, all doing photo. the Z's pose? Just, yeah, yeah. It'd be like, <laughs> guy, guy, guy. And it's all like. Oh, man. different pose, different fucking pose. I'm like, oh my god, you got to get over yourself. Choose right. a different mirror. <laughs> I, I got it. I got a treat for you guys, and this is in honor of Turkle because he's a musician. And uh, so I'm okay. gonna bring this out, and this is a song that I found. I I, I want you guys to better help not me. be a John Cena dick pic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh well, that ends that. So. Right. <laughs> Surprise over. So I found this song. It's a love song written by a rapper that I wanted us to dissect together. It's called. Who's the um, it's BRS Cash, and uh, the song is called Throat Baby. Um, I'm sorry, who? <laughs> exactly. Uh, we were watching these videos of, like, the worst songs so of the 2021. Art, the artist is called BRS, BRS Cash. Cash, and the and fucking the, song is called Throat, throat Baby. baby. Go, baby. <laughs> All right, and this is a love song. It's a love song. It, it has to be, because it starts with... Sexy little bitch, uh-huh. sexy little hoe. Mm-hmm. I love the way you walk. Uh-huh. I love the way you talk. <laughs> Let a young bleep come play in your throat. Deep stroke your throat till I make you choke. So just, just, wow, the, opening, just... <laughs> the opening sequence, I that's, think to that's myself. Just, that's just poetry. This that's, is, yes. yes yeah, this that's... is a young prince, perhaps, maybe. Uh... <laughs> Like, you know, it just, it just show, you know, I think the guys like Shakespeare and stuff, they just miss the mark. You know, yeah. that, this, now, this is like... Now, listen, I, I've said some pretty funky shit in my rhymes and my raps, and I, I like to say things to make people, like, laugh, right? There's a bit of satire in some of the shit that I say, but that's fucking hard. <laughs> like, that's on some next level. Like, and this is a song that's, like, made it to, you know, charts and... I was just There's, about to say that. Like, it's got a video and everything. You're very generous. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, and that's just that's just the first verse. Um, here, let me let me give you guys a little bit of this next. Verse yeah, yeah. J- yeah j- jump a couple Are lines you sure? down. 
Look, when I when I found this the, song, the me and my brother said we can't really destroy. Yeah, um, yeah. Our reputation any worse. Me and my so. brother were watching, and we found another song that was funny. It came out of Eurovision. We're like, this is hilarious. We could talk about this. And then this one came immediately after, and we're like, fuck. <laughs> this is gold. You guys watch Eurovision? No, no. We were watching like 20 worst songs of 2022 for yeah. something funny to, to talk about. And these came out that Eurovision was one of the songs. But the movie Eurovision is fucking great. I don't know if you've seen <laughs> yeah, it. It's Will fucking Ferrell. hilarious. That's actually a good movie. With Will Ferrell. Like, uh, what's the name of that song? Ya Ya Ding, Ding Dong. Dong. <laughs> it is the worst song that will stick in your fucking head, bro. I'm telling you. Like, you'll, you'll watch that shit and you'll be like, yo, all right. It's a, it's a Will Ferrell movie. <laughs> it's a Will Ferrell yeah. movie. Yeah, it's, it's, it's that hilarious. dumb comedy that you're just like, oh, my God. Okay. <clears throat> Here we go. More poetry by Nelson. God, no, no, no. Not by Nelson. <laughs> Not by Nelson. This is, in fact, by BRS Cash. BRS Ash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. I'm just going to give you a little more because, I mean, this is this is too sultry right here. This is like oh, 50, is it? Is it? 50 Shades of Grey. <laughs> Got a little hundred. That's if you want it. Extra <laughs> little 40. Gotta come right now. And I got beans if you bite down. Super good head, no cap gown. Since the first time I've been fiending, I couldn't even believe it. This shit doesn't even rhyme. Yeah, oh, man. I, I, like, I was waiting to hear the, the next verse, so it, maybe none of it, it rhymes. Did, none of it because rhymes. Because the first one doesn't. It's got to be the way he's kind that, of that saying it. That shit makes Takashi 6 9 look like Nas. <laughs> <laughs> that's, just, that's just fucking horrible. Oh, Lord. That, but, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, how, and I want to know how, how well that song did. Like... I want to know how much that song grew. <laughs> All right, I was I was about to ask the same thing. How many clicks does that exactly right, like like click. like that? How much does that generate? How many people bump that and go? Aside from this that, is as, good. Shit. as an artist myself, I began to appreciate trash music because it takes a lot of skill to be ass. It, you know? it, it really, really does. Because you know, I know, I know where I stand with my skill. I know where I I know where he stands with his skill. You know, but realistically. When I try to be ass just to prove a point to everybody around me that's always bumping their heads to the new ass song that everybody <laughs> loves because of the beat or whatever, I, I have a hard time. You know, it's not easy to be ass. It's, just, <laughs> it's very difficult. And I, I challenge you to try. You know, it's, <laughs> it's very difficult. I've, I've tried. Believe me. I, I always use him as an example, but it's it's funny because like Takashi Six Nine, like he looks like a, he looks like a, a bag of skittles. Like yeah, like up. an elementary school kid's failed art project <laughs> that came to life. But he himself even says he's like he's like. I don't take the shit I do seriously. He's yeah. like, he's like, he's like, listen to this shit. He's like, he's like, I didn't think about anything when I wrote this down. <laughs> he's like, ass, but he's a marketing genius. Yes, he and is. And that's where he yes, triumphed he as far as what he did. I tried to listen to his fucking music. It's I told you. I, I listened to it the one time I cut my grass. I hit every root in my lawn. <laughs> I was like standing up on the mower. Like fucking like, I was hitting shit. My neighbors probably thought I was insane. I was like, you know. It gets but, you going. Yeah, it does. It does. It makes you just want to run shit over with a mower. When you listen to music, whether it was hip-hop, whether it was rock and roll, whether it was country, whatever it was, what I liked about artists growing up, one, you can understand them. Their lyrics <coughs> and their music beats that accompanied the lyrics usually coincided together. They made a dope sound. They gave you a vibe. There was a story being told somewhat. Um, yeah. Nowadays, that's far few and in between because a lot of the newer magi uh, musicians are looking for like that quick, 
meme. Especially in the yeah. mainstream. In the mainstream, the lyricist is dead. Dead yeah. and been dead and been buried for like a decade plus at this point. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. If you want an actual song with substance and a story, you have to go nothing that's ever on the radio, nothing that's going to ha- sure. on TV. And almost not unless you they're doing deep, the video themselves. Yeah, you got deep dive. Yeah, yeah it, you have it, to look for. You, you have to find somebody artists. But you know what? There are still a lot of really talented artists out there. Like you have to go looking on your own because I think what happened is you used to go to MTV, VH1, the radio, and that's where you would find your artists. Now artists are spread out all over the place, so you have to really go looking for what it is that you like because there are still a few really solid lyricist like a Kendrick Lamar who's still out yep. there he's putting music even Eminem when he puts out his shit I know he's he's older but he still drops some really dope music occasionally somebody good actually does get into the mainstream yeah and there's a lot of underground artists that I particularly we gotta give like some love well. to my man J. Cole oh J. Cole yeah, yeah he's another badass yeah. man he really does put a lot of good music out there well it reminds you of a different time in rap and it's like you were saying like mm-hmm. it used to be like a it was a beat but the beat was lower it was more simplistic and it was more heavily on the lyrics and it, like you said yourself it told a story yeah you could yeah. sit there and listen to the song and be like okay like you, you experience something when you listen to the music. Like you yeah. could, you got the feel of the song from the lyrics themselves. Yeah. Nowadays, it's the beat, max volume, yeah. and the <laughs> lyrics can just be fucking gibberish. Like, yeah. and you're oh, like, yeah. You, yeah. You, you can listen to lyrics, but then like you just, we yeah. just read that wonderful piece of art we just read. <laughs> and it's like, what the fuck did they say? Yeah. What? And it's amazing because the amount of people behind getting something to be finally done, I mean, it's very rare if you have someone who's doing all of the work themselves where they wrote the lyrics mm-hmm. and they made the beat and they did you know the production and then they finalize it and then they upload it, that's pretty few and far in between for the most part there's at least a half a dozen if not more people dealing with the project mm-hmm. yeah. you know uh, so at some point in time you think somebody would be like hey man you hear this this shit, are yeah. we really gonna put our name on on this product? Are nah, we putting man. our name on this product? All they care about is the money. There's a bunch of yes guys around them. <laughs> I'm like, sure, yeah, man, that's good. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure every headquarters got one guy like that, but then he's just shunned out by the other nine guys. They're they have like, him killed. Money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's really good. yeah. All right, Bob, we're letting you go. Here's that's your right, severance. Yeah. <laughs> there was one guy in Takashi Six Nine crew that was like, Nah, that's ass, man. You know? And they were just like. But it, but but take Takashi turns around and looks at him like Putin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He took, took his ass out back. You gotta go, homie. <laughs> Shot him with a rainbow gun. <laughs> pew pew. Exactly. But I I think there is definitely now um, I'm seeing more and more like a resurgence of lyricism, a resurgence of good music, and that's in lots of different genres. Like alternative rock music seems yep. to be having a resurgence as well. Hip hop definitely. There's been a couple of MCs. Like I think people are just tired of like that same old regurgitated crap. Because when you see an artist like J Cole, Kendrick Lamar, um, you know they're, they're putting out albums that people are actually listening to. So you're you're like, okay, there is an audience there. Now we just need to find those artists to come back out and start putting out really good music for people to listen to. You yeah. Know? Oh yeah, I can I can name a handful of artists right now that are young that are really out there grinding and doing their thing and putting out good music. One of them being Aaron May. I don't know if you guys know of Aaron May, but one of his songs called Let Go is 
probably in my top 10 as of right now. It's a very great song, and he's a very good lyricist as well. Corday, Corday's been doing this thing. I got to give him his props, mm-hmm. you know, hands down. He's doing well. Russ is another name, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Russ has been around since 2015. I've been listening to him since sure. then. But Russ is also another one of those, you know, newer popular artists that very, very lyrical. I mean, yeah. he has yeah. a lot of songs that are like, all right, it gets you moving. It's not very lyrical. But when you sit down and listen to his actual lyrical stuff, you, you see the talent that the kid's right, got. Right. And he makes his own beats, produces his own tracks. He writes his own lyrics. I mean, hands down, he does he does it all. I mean, that's just that's just three artists. I mean, there's so sure. many more well, that's I mean, out there right now. Two off the top of my head that I really like as well is NF. He's another uh-huh. artist that I find like he's really good. And he makes it a point not to curse in any of his music. He's one of those guys that like, I don't need to. And he could deliver some serious bars, some serious music. Um, G-Eazy, um, I really like his music as well. I think he does more of, um, he does a lot of heavy rap, but he also yep. does some R&B rap as well, which I like as well. Jack um, Harlow. Jack Harlow is another up-and-coming artist who's doing really well. I know you guys listen to a lot of rock. Now, Ian has a really eclectic taste, which I like because he really is into like hardcore Viking music where they're <laughs> fucking yelling something he can bang his weights to and maybe a couple heads along the way. He kind of looks like a Viking. Yeah, oh, yes. I get that a lot. Yes, I get yeah. that. I, you know, who, who, a little Scandinavian. Who's on, who's on your, your, your music list for artists that you like in your genres of music? I mean, if you're talking about the metal scene, um, Arc Enemy is an older metal band, uh, female lead singer. They just came out with uh, a, a new song. I'm, it might be attached to an album that's coming out. It's called mm-hmm. Sunset Over the Empire. It's actually a really, really good metal song. Nice. Um, and uh, is there vocals? You said there's a fem- like a female vocalist accompanied with musical instruments as well. Is that what kind of uh, a sound this has? Yeah, yeah. There's actually a lot of good female bands out there, um, or at least uh, metal bands with female lead singers. Like one of my favorites is In This Moment with Maria Brink. I mean, nice. she's just, she's fantastic. Cool. I, every, I saw her live when they were starting out, and I was like, I remember she came out on stage, and when she was getting into her act, I was like, fuck is this like and i was like my god I fell in love a little bit yeah yeah <laughs> she's yeah she's 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 nice to look at and then nice. when you see the sound that comes out of you you're like i can't believe that's coming out of yeah. her that's how i yeah. fell in love with amy lee from evanescence amy yeah. lee's one of the all-time greatest yeah. voices from rock yes she's she's fantastic what about you ed any uh artists that you're listening to uh, uh, recently there's a uh, an artist uh ronnie radke um, Ronald Radcliffe? Ronnie Radcliffe. No. <laughs> he's, he's, how did you get that? <laughs> is he the lead singer of... Uh, did they just come out with that song, Voices in My Head? What the hell's the name of the band? Oh, my God. Ronnie Radcliffe. Is that Randy Orton's intro song? <laughs> I no, hear voices in my head. That's similar, but no. Um, no, you can look it up. No, but he, he, he has his group, but he's essentially, even though it's a rock group, he pretty much dictates everything. So he comes up with the lyrics and he picks out for the guitar and for the drums and everything like that. But he's also been doing a lot of mixing. Yeah, he's a lead lead singer of Falling in Reverse, and he was the former lead singer of Escape the Fate. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he's been bringing in elements of rap in with the rock and with metal, and he's bringing in, like, synthesizers, and and he's, he's really kind of falls into this weird new genre of like where we're bringing in everything that we love. We right. were a rock band. Cause we, you know, when you're dealing with the label, 
they want you in the category. We're no longer doing that. Right. We have a little more freedom. They don't even put out full albums. He puts out singles. Right. Yeah. As he comes along, hey, this month I got another one out. He just right. puts them out as he gets them done. Is and he doing it well, though? Yes. Yeah, their latest so, song, Voices in My Head, that's the one that I... Yeah. So he's accomplishing what MGK couldn't. He, yeah. Yes. yes. Three, yeah. week, three weeks ago, yeah. he put the song out. It's already got 7 million Yeah, views. MGK, so, wow. he, he wants nice. to be what Ronnie Radke has been accomplishing. He wants to, to do rap and rock at the yeah. same time, and, he's, and he, he wants to do that kind of stuff. But what, what he's managed to accomplish is, is kind of making his own lane, doing everything... Mm-hmm. The, the way he kind of wants to do it and really merging a lot of different elements that very few people have successfully kind of merged together. And yes. it's, and yeah. there's some other people kind of um, like Ali Sykes is, is another singer who's starting to bring in more uh, rapping style elements into the screaming and the rock that he does and everything like that. It's it's starting to really kind of merge. You know what's funny is in the beginning, not not to cut you off, it, rap was just taken off. like a passing fad, you right? Off like, <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I meant to cut him off. <laughs> fucking rambling. God damn it! No, <laughs> always cut no, you no, off. No, no, hip hop was taken like a passing fad, and I think over the years it stood the test of time. Even in its, you know, uh, newer phase, I think it's shown that like rap is here to say it's a serious genre. I like independent artists. I like unique artists. I like a lot of people that write their own music as well. Like I take that very personal because when I write my music, I like to make sure I'm putting a piece of myself in there, you know. And there are different versions of myself. That what, I, what part of yourself? <laughs> it's not John Cena picks, my dude. All right, all right. <laughs> just checking. Just checking. No, but, but you know, um, I, I think that when you're listening to music, like somebody like that becomes successful because they are passionate about these different genres and they put it in there. It's not like we were listening to one of these younger artists where they wanted to sound like Billie Eilish. Yes. So they had Billie Eilish write her songs. This girl sings it. She has a beautiful voice. She's very talented, but it sounds disingenuous. Right. Yeah. Because she's just singing what somebody else wrote. They're like, oh... Uh, you know, this song you wrote about a breakup in a relationship, uh, was this something personal to you? She's like, no, somebody else wrote it. I've never actually been in a serious relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when you listen to the song, it shows because it had no emotion. Yeah. You know, so it's like what you're telling... What type of person do you have to be to not ever be in a serious relationship? <laughs> a very young one. Well, it's, they're, they're literally... They're, well, they're, how young are they writing? They're trying to copy I, I, Billie Eilish, I think she who herself was like 15, only 16 just herself. turned like 18 and okay. is yeah. there was. A, a child which... She had an excellent voice, so they're they're just literally trying to copy that. Let's find another young teenager with this style of voice, and let's try to bring her along into this general direction. Well, it's like it's like if you listen to Molly Cyrus' shit when she was Hannah Montana, you could tell it was just a. Fake. That was my first concert. Really? <laughs> that was my first concert. First concert. Hannah there's Montana no shame. or Miley Cyrus? It was the best of both worlds tour. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Dude, there's no right. shame in that. There's Mine, no shame in that. Mine's was Elvis Crespo. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Suavemente himself. Suavemente. Listen, I don't care who you are. That song gets you out of your seat. You gonna fucking dance. <laughs> 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 What about you? What was your first concert? Uh, Disturbed Music as a Weapon Tour. Hell yeah. Yes. 
Hmm? I don't even know. You, you <laughs> <laughs> no, you know. Shania Twain. Go ahead. Come on, let it out. I know the one that got away. I know the concert I wish I would have been my first one. Which one? Dolly Parton. Uh, it was um, Breaking Benjamin. No, it wasn't Breaking <laughs> Benjamin. It was uh, actually might have been my first concert. It was Breaking Benjamin and uh, who the hell were the people that sang um, Animal I Have Become? Three Days Grace. Three Days Grace. Grace. That's my favorite band. Yeah. It was Breaking Benjamin and Three Days Grace at the York Fairgrounds. That was the first concert I ever went to. Hell yeah. Yeah. That was a good show. The band that I have yet to see, but it is my favorite band. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, Third Eye Blind and the Goo Goo Dolls played at York College, and I had tickets to go see it, and I instead chose to get laid. And gave uh, up. You, chose, you chose right. No, because no, I guarantee you, if There's I no shame in that, no life. man. If I'd have went to that concert, I'm convinced I'd probably be married with kids right now. I, I, I probably wouldn't be here. I don't know. I, if, I, you know what? The first band that brought me into anything other than hip hop was Metallica. Uh, Metallica, in my opinion, is the greatest yeah. heavy metal band of all Unforgiven time. Unforgiven was a song that, like, even the strong, like Biggie Smalls, Nas, Jay Z, till I die. When you heard Unforgiven, you were like, yeah, that shit fucking rock. The Black Album is what every rock and metal artist wishes to attain. The album that brings them not just into their audience, but into a wider audience of everybody else is also listening to it. It's literally when when in interviews it's referred to like we're trying to make our black album that is the goal that people yeah. try to set black sabbath always gets the credit as being like the first heavy metal band yes because of how early they came out but i think metallica by far is the best i mean because well, they they're still doing it they were I mean, the first with mm-hmm. the heavy metal sound and that was because their guitarist was in an industrial accident and maimed his fingers. Right. So he had to tune down his guitar, otherwise he couldn't play it. So the sound that you normally hear in metal was created because of him working and, and actually getting injured. So they're definitely accredited with creating kind of the sound behind yeah. heavy metal. Mm-hmm. But the, the first Ozzy, is hard to say. Ozzy definitely personified heavy metal as a yeah. singer. I mean, that's... <laughs> he, took, he took it to the next level, right? Yeah, it's kind of hard to... yeah. And I mean, you would say Nirvana is the king of grunge, right? Yeah. Would yeah, they be? They, yeah, yeah, I would say that. I just wasn't that big of a Nirvana fan just because I, I guess I, I was too happy in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sad enough. Bro, come on. Smells like teen spirit. It, I have nothing against Kurt Cobain. Great fucking music. Shitty taste in women. But great, <laughs> great. Clearly shitty taste <laughs> in women. Great, a great artist, excellent voice, and a hell of a songwriter. And yeah, I Nirvana, mean, he started a genre. Nirvana, he started a genre of music. Nirvana really brought grunge to everybody else. You still have... You know, Pearl Jam Bush. and Soundgarden, which was I like really he around the same era. But Nirvana was the one that brought it yeah, to everybody. He single-handedly turned all the sales to plaid shirts around <laughs> overnight. Motherfuckers was rocking plaid everybody around he, he put the Pacific Northwest <laughs> on the map. Everybody's a lumberjack. Yeah. <laughs> but Courtney Love, goddamn, what? what why? Uh, no, uh, look, listen. All the that's greats, worse than Yoko Ono. All the great, <laughs> all the greats have some kind of a, a vice or another, right? I mean, usually Jimmy it's Hendrix, cocaine. Jimmy Hendrix, lots of cocaine. Yeah, lots of cocaine. <laughs> yeah, heavy drug use. Even um, Mac Miller. Like I thought, his last two albums were fucking fantastic. I felt like he finally hit his man. I miss group. Mac. Oh man! And when he died. I was, I was, that was probably the last artist I was upset that died from the music genres, uh, because I felt like, man, he hit his groove. His music was mature. It was fantastic. It was something to aspire to. Kid died too young. 
Yeah. You know? yeah. Ariana Grande did him dirty, man. Yeah, fuck her. And then dirty as fuck. Yeah, yeah. They, she gonna jump a, out of a relationship and then get married almost immediately right after. But that's because she was already in a relationship exactly. with the other <laughs> guy that she exactly. jumped in. Yeah. And so it fucked him up. It exactly. really did. Exactly. Yeah, no, that that was a shame, that that whole thing. It, I mean, the I've same- had this argument with a lot of people about it. it I, I genuinely feel like she played a major part in his depression, which mm-hmm. led to his death. And people will defend her, you know, six ways to Sunday. It's just... I get where you're coming from, but for you to have, you know, that low of a decency to jump into a relationship, not just that, but get married almost immediately after. Right. Right after leaving him. I mean, it just shows the level of disrespect she had. Where was the love? You know? Yeah. I get I get people fall out of love, but I mean, that's just cold. Yeah. Yeah. If you are, that's quick. You got to You got to move on. And this way, you know, everybody can have their time. But look, to me, it was it was Chester Bennington. Yeah, yeah. singer yeah. Lincoln Park. Yeah. Oh, okay. That that that's that's the one that I I kind of missed because because of how away? important hybrid theory was. How did he pass away? Uh, suicide. suicide. Wow. Okay. Suicide. okay. Although there is some theories all circulating on the internet. You know how it goes. But the, there's the 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 theory of him, Anthony Bourdain, and Chris Cornell. Mm. All yep. three died of suicide. Yeah. However, all three were funding and producing a yep. documentary on the children that were supposedly abused by the uh, elite in this country. Mm. And all of a sudden, within like a six-month period, all three of them yeah, killed they, themselves. they were all... Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. I know, I know a lot of people don't because now the documentary is not being made because yeah. the three main and, producers I, are yeah, pretty wild. Because I, I know Chris Cornell and Chester were really, really good friends. But yes. they're, they're both very dark and deep lyrics. When you right. actually go into... And, and pay attention to what they're saying, mm-hmm. it is very, very heavy. Well, I do want to say that for the people that went after them and killed them, Ian was the one that said, look it up. Nelson has nothing to do with it. <laughs> I don't think anybody should watch that shit. <laughs> I just met him today. <laughs> I'm not here. I don't even know this guy. <laughs> I've known him less than an hour. You know, I just mentioned John Cena's dick 20 times. <laughs> Only twenty. <laughs> Man, that's that's not a lot for you today. You know? I don't know what's going on. But it's it's in in rock music, especially the mm-hmm. Twenty Seven Club, where you have the there's a a whole list of of very important rock artists that all died at Twenty Seven, and Kurt Cobain's on that list. Mm-hmm. Jimi Hendrix is on that list as well, I believe. Damn, don't tell me that, man. I'm twenty six. Yeah, yeah, there's a there's a whole. In, yeah, in fact, um, the one the singer from um. Well, the singer didn't write it. They're actually their bass player is the writer of their songs. And Fall Out Boy, he named the song Twenty Seven when he turned twenty eight because he was on that road of doing heavy drugs and partying, mm-hmm. and he thought that he was gonna be another person that like the fame is catching up, can't deal with reality, checking out with drugs, and he, when he some people know made it, he out. was he kind of like. No. Wow. Like this this okay. is a, it's a thing in rock music the the 27 club. Well, look at Chris Farley. I mean Chris Farley like he a bigger sized guy but he'd run around have so much energy in his acts. Yep. He'd be mm-hmm. like throwing people around, sprinting around the fucking SNL stage and like his buddies his physical comedy was outrageous. He's one of the funniest physical mm-hmm. comedy guys ever and it's like David Spade and Adam Sandler even used to tell him they're like dude, slow the fuck down like with your drug use and shit like you're right. going cuz they're, they're like you're going to end up like like James John Belushi, mm-hmm. Candy, they're like you're going to and, he, and his response was always like those guys are my heroes, I hope so. 
Right. Like he didn't care he was gonna die. He didn't care. He was like, I don't. I love those guys. Those guys are my heroes. And you wonder like if a talent like that because he did idolize those guys. He aspired to be them in every way, and that was ultimately his success and his, and downfall. his downfall. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you're talking wild. Uh, Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin, yep. Jim Morrison, yep. uh, Rodney McKernan. It's it's a whole list of very uh, Pete Ham, Chris Bell. These very important kind of to the genre, and mm-hmm. they all died at 27. Illuminati. Damn, that's some wild <laughs> shit. There you go. Well, that's how some of these celebrities stay young forever. I that, believe, you got to yeah, get them when they're 27, oh, yeah. take that blood, and then start Amy drinking. Amy Winehouse. They're, they're, going, whole, to those, they're going to those sacrificial people, yeah. elitist meetings. Damn, that's crazy. All right, all right, I got a question for you well, that's guys. Tom then. Cruise. That's why Tom Cruise still looks the same. In any genre of music. He's still four foot five. Yeah. He is. <laughs> On a good day. <laughs> Who would you say is the most overrated musician what was that rapper that we were <laughs> all time? He's not. That's not a fucking musician. Yeah. Just wait. Over, in your in your the in most your... overrated musician of all time. Yes. Jesus. Ed, you got all one? genres. Oof. Fuck. Overrated. Circle, you got one. Go for it. That's tough, dude. It is tough. <laughs> <That's> tough. <laughs> like part of me, just because he stole his music once, especially with the movie coming out, wants to say Elvis Presley, but Elvis did have a fantastic voice. He did have a unique and amazing and a voice. Star power. He had, and charisma. he did karate and shit. You know? That's like yeah, before my bro. time. Right. Yeah. So I'm not gonna shit on Elvis, even though I could. I won't. I mean, they no, are really forcing that movie down everybody's throat. Yeah, he, that guy doesn't look like Elvis. He's scary looking. <laughs> that motherfucker looks like a vampire. I'll start. Hey, I'll hey, start. Hey. <laughs> For me, it's quite simply Fergie. Oh, oh that's oh. fair. That's Her I'm music sorry. Was that's, so fair. Corny. that's fair. That's fair. I mean, look, she just got away with being hot. That's right? a strong. She start. sold. She sold music you based she was on hot? looks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, damn. You hit it. You hit it. Oh, you hit it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I'll say it. I'll stand behind that. Yes, I did. I thought she had a sex appeal. She sold that sex appeal. And maybe it's because maybe it's because she stood next to three really ugly guys. I mean, that is the trick, right? You take her away from them, you put her by herself, you're like, ah, oh, maybe she's not as hot. I got yeah. But Fergie's music, her star power, whatever she I thought she was completely overrated. She rode as a the, she rode the fame of the black eyed peas and then got famous because she was the only female person from it. My humps, my humps, my, my lovely little lady humps. humps. The fuck out of here. No no so no, but you you can't do you my hump, my hump. Yeah, my hump, my hump, my hump. Check it out. Yeah, check it out. All right, yeah, you're right. All right, um, I, I could, I'll do two. I'll do one, Britney Spears. One, she's overrated because it was like a time when America was not used to the hot jailbait ass yet. This was before like the rush. This was before the Christina Aguilera like rush and everything. Before you go into your second person, I just want to let you guys know you guys are naming people that the industry. These are like industry plants to me. You know, yeah. Like, oh yeah, oh yeah. None of them write their own music. Uh-huh. No, every single one of them are like. And uh, she overshadowed Christina Aguilera, who was a really good legitimate singer. natural well, talent. Christina Aguilera could sing. Britney Spears sounded like her fucking nose was. Stuffed yeah, but the these whole are time. women in an <laughs> era of music that like all these like corporate giants have picked out. Like they have zero talent, if not negative. You know, sure, sure. But and, they might look a little bit decent. You know, they might be a little bit hot. And then and they push him well, out there. Britney you know? Spears just showed up in a schoolgirl skirt and had Disney back in her, and that was it. And America that was it. Bought That's it all it took. Yeah, yeah. And she's legitimately 
crazy. Yeah, legitimately crazy. And also, I just don't think she's talented. But and she's yeah. had a very, very, very shitty history. Like, oh, yeah. what oh, went yeah. on in her life. Her family oh, yeah. did her dirty. She, yeah, she, she's had a pretty fucked up time. Yeah, I, I can definitely. I forget what year it was where she shaved her head and just went over the top. But I was like, oof, girls Wasn't going that through Wasn't that Sinead O'Connor? No, she always no, she, did, she did it also, but. <laughs> Yeah. They they let they let her get away with it because she's from another country. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. Yeah. Right, so who's, your who's your second choice? The second one I was gonna say is Boosie because he's always teaching us how to spell. Boosie. Oh, <laughs> I gotta say Boosie. Boosie. Yeah, Boosie had a contract Boosie. with Hooked okay. on Phonics because he was always spelling shit. I thought you were gonna always. go with Takashi Six Nine. I, I, I can't lie. I he spelled he spelled Boosie, we the best. Like, he yeah. spelled we the best with DJ Khaled. We he spelled best. independent. He was always spelling shit. Every song he was teaching me how to spell. That's W E T H. B-E-S-T-D-J Khaled. Yes. It was Boosie, always telling us how to spell shit. I was like, all right, man. I appreciate what you're trying I'm to do. I'm with it. I'm with it. it. Those Write are my down. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Turco, it's on you. What you got? Oh, man. Most overrated. It's tough. There's it's a lot to out through. there. There's a lot. Back to you. Look, my level of grading artists is there is no overrated. It's either you're underrated, well-rated, or you're not rated for me. You know? <laughs> you know it's... Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I can get with that. Eddie, do you have any? You know who's someone who's, who's still somehow around that I can't understand why? Soldier Boy. Oh what, yeah. What is he still doing around? He's yeah. a businessman. He's a, now. Yes, he's just a he, marketing. He's a he's a businessman selling bootleg products from China. That's not a businessman. That's a thief. But he still <laughs> manages to stay in the spotlight. How? <laughs> How? Who is listening to him and why? I couldn't tell you. The that's same, abuse. If listen. you're putting that music on and making your kids listen to it, that's abuse. Same Look, thing. he came out with this Rick and Morty jam not too long ago. I was bumping with it. Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. Rick, Rick and Morty. You know, I was like, oh. You know, I got my, I got my 13 and 14-year-old brothers in the car. They're bumping and I'm bumping. I'm like, all right. Oh, okay, oh, I see you, Soldier Boy. How. That's right. how. Rick and Morty. That's exactly right. I was going to say, the same could be said about Maroon 5. <laughs> oh, my God. These motherfuckers have been around for like 30 years they, now. Yeah, when oh, is shit. it going to end? They're skating. Lead, lead, singer, lead singer of Maroon 5, Adam Levine. Oh, huge shit. fucking dickhead. Skating off uh, of one good I album. Bet. Huge fucking dickhead. Yeah. He you thinks get, he's this hot shot motherfucker. Bro. Oh, yes. Oh, Dude, yes. I would, all right. And that's what he sells. Secret that's Ocean City. Secret Ocean City, Maryland. Right. We were on a bar as a group of friends. And Adam Levine was there. I don't know if he was just visiting Ocean City, Maryland, if he had a concert nearby. I'm not mm-hmm. fucking sure. All I know is he was in the bar, Secrets. And he kept sending drinks to a girl who was in our group. She's an attractive girl, but she was with her boyfriend. He would send a drink down the bar to her, and she would say, no, thank you. She wouldn't even drink it. She'd right. say, no, thank you. Just tell him thank you. But all night, he continued to send drinks, despite her telling him no. And She's the re- a keeper. Well, the reason he fucking did it, the reason he did it is because he was with his fucking security. We couldn't even walk up to him and say, hey, fuck off, man. You know, he right. was giant-ass security dudes. Oh, it was like, douche. you know. And you could just tell he's one of those guys that was probably picked on in high school or whatever. And then he finally had his moment where he took off, became an artist, and now he's attractive. And now he's like, oh, I'm going to fucking get back at everybody. Yeah, yeah, and his yeah, tattoos yeah. look like shit. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. His tattoos. He, like he, he yeah. looks he, like a jailbird. He, <laughs> he is regularly rated as the worst celebrity celebrity tattoos. If you, 
<laughs> go on any it's of terrible. like the, the YouTube stuff with yeah. the tattoo artists where they they talk about the work and things like he is he is high on the list yeah. all the time. Yeah, he he can he can they sing. All and he, look yeah. like him and Justin Bieber. Yeah. But I guarantee, you know, first he's never. I don't think he's ever been in jail. You guys can correct me on that. Probably not. But probably not. He wouldn't. But if he was in jail, he'd be the one getting bent over. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's the pretty boy they're looking for for sure. Oh yeah. He'd sell for a couple packs of cigarettes. Well, he's well, he's, you know, he's valuable. About the tattoos, we had a friend of ours, Dane. Right. Yep. Um I think you know you knew Baba? Dane. Baba. Yes. Oh yes. Jesus God. He was a badass fighter, really nice guy. Bob, no, Dane, Dane is what human beings were like when we had to fight for our food <laughs> against saber-toothed tigers. Like, that motherfucker is horrifying. He was, he was a beast of a now, man. Now he, 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 he's he got is, these giant fucking hands. When you think Viking, you go, that guy. Dane, yes. yeah, yeah, but, I, yeah. But when you talk to him, he was actually one of the nicest guys. A very nice guy. Yes. And, he, and he'll actually, like, he could be in positions where he, he could hurt you. Like, he would have something locked in, and you're like, he'd feel him let it go. And you're yeah, like, bro, you can, thank you. you. Like, my bones were You could feel bending. your bones you. just going, and he'd be like, he'd hey, look at you like, you know I could take this. He's, he's, he's built different. he'd move he's, on. He's built different. This, this motherfucker, like, each of his fingers is like one of those giant-ass dill pickles out yeah. of the jar. Like, like, when it closes around your arm, you're like, oh, my God, I can't even close my fucking hand. Like, I'm, like he's, he's a different human. So Different human. Great man, fantastic fighter. One time he was telling me, he's like, I'm going to New York. So he's flying to New York. He's paying for these tickets to go there and back, paying for a hotel to go to a tattoo artist that he pays the tattoo artist and he can't even pick his tattoo. Yep. So the guy is some special guy from France who's like, there's a guy like that. I decide what I'm putting on your body. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. I told him, I said, why would you do that? I said, what if he decides to put, you know, John Cena's dick on you? You know what I mean? Like, John Cena! <laughs> dun, 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 dun. You just spent $500 plane tickets. Who's got that kind of room on their body? <laughs> Baba. Baba. Yeah, Baba. Yeah. But like, to me, I'm like, that's outrageous. Like, if I'm putting something, especially art, on my body, it's, it's personal and it's something that I'm going to want on there. And so to me, I couldn't. And then he came back, and they look like, what's that 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 Calvin Hobbs that he looks like he's always pissing on something? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's exactly what he looks like he paid for as far as the tattoo is concerned. I was like, that was five hundred dollars. Get the fuck out of here. That, that took ten minutes. And it looks like shit. That, there are a handful of artists like that now, in the Polynesian culture for the tattoos. That's the way it was done, but the tattooist was part of the village. So he knew who you were, and you knew who he was, and they would give you things based on your life accomplishments. So there were patterns you would earn and things like that. But so, not so if, you got a, if you got a shitty tattoo, you're probably a shitty person. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's. He knows you. It, 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 it's like if they put a pot on you, they're like, now you have one to piss in. <laughs> I'd fight him right there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> The disrespect. You'd have to. Like you spend like two hours in the chair. He's like tapping like, the ink into your arm, and then when you look, it's like a flaccid dick. He's like, "Fuck, man!" Like, come here, oh, bitch. Bro. I'm gonna tattoo exactly. you. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I, I talk to your wife. This is what you get. Come here. Um, have you ever seen those shows where people? Their friends tattoo like the worst tattoos bro. on them. Yeah, bro. No. I would murder somebody. Bro, I would this fucking guy, fight somebody. This guy, right here. this guy went on that show and his buddy decided what tattoo he got and he put the tattoo on his fucking stomach. And what was and it? And when he lifted his fucking shirt, dude, it was his friend. 
His friend tattooed himself on his stomach, spreading his ass cheeks, and his belly button was the asshole. Oh. Bro, that's on him forever. Forever. Oh. It, took up, it, it took up his whole fucking... Like, but you have to PG kill that man. compared to the shit I've seen. I mean, I... You have to kill that man. You have you to do. kill that man. You, you have to kill him. Like, he's ruined your fucking life. Your life is over. Like... For sure. Yeah, what, I've seen see? some crazy stuff. You know, you see the worst, man. You see, you see, like, two best friends go on there, and one of them... Tattoo's like, oh, you know, I fucked your man, you know, oh, or something. No. Oh. And then they find out that way, and it's like, bitch, you know, like, yeah, committing murder on TV. Yeah. That's what's happening. You know, Fuck. immediately, it's like, you know, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. <laughs> That's, I, I don't know. I saw this video years ago, this girl getting a tattoo, like, covered up on her butthole. Like, the guy was, like, in there, like, putting, like, an artistic flower design to cover up somebody's is, is, name. Is that the octopusy? <laughs> no, I've seen that girl. I've seen that girl. But this girl was, like, getting her butthole tattooed, and, like, she's, like, doing shots. And, like, there's people around her watching it, and she's just like, oh, I love it. And I was like, oh, my God. But, like, but do you? And are you going to love the shit you're taking the next couple oh, of days? I, I, oh, Lord. I can't imagine that. Who yeah, hears man. infection? Yeah. Oh, I don't care how much But the amount of times you have to go back, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. That's, oh. nah, fuck that. Nah. I ain't messing with that shit. Nah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I took three shits this uh, this morning. So, you know, like. <laughs> I, don't, I just consecutively came back to back to back. I, I, I just, I have no answer for it. But we got to redo this tattoo. You know? yeah, we, we picked a bad time for diarrhea. <laughs> and on that note, thank you for joining us at the Sofa Kingdom Podcast. You can find us on all your social media platforms at Sofa Kingdom OFC. And you can find us on YouTube at Sofa Kingdom Podcast. Ian, take us away. Tell somebody, like, share, send a corporate email. Yes, yeah, so and we'd like to thank our special guest today, Turgo. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for we coming really out, man. enjoyed it. Thank you, thank you. And you welcome back me. anytime. You and know? where can we find you at? You know, where can we? You can find my page on Instagram at Turco Music Nine Five Four. Check him out. Nice. Check yes. him out. Dope MC. You heard it here. Let me tell you guys. Seriously, enjoyed the podcast. Thank that you. was a good one. Yeah, that was yeah, a good one. Yeah. Like the energy. That was a lot of. fun. We got off to a floppy start there with the John Cena thing. <laughs> John Cena. <laughs> Why does it gotta be a floppy start? Hey man, it starts it floppy. Been a firm start. It starts no. floppy. <laughs> Oh, God. I don't know how you start, but I don't start flappy. I make her work for it.